Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar and Side Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak with marketing leaders and share insights to help brands and business leaders navigate the ever-changing marketing landscape and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. Hello, my name is Duncan Southgate. I'm I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm a senior director overseeing creative and media solutions in Kantar's global product team. Today, I'm joined by Sander Bosch, who is the global head of brand and communication insights at the Heineken Company. Welcome to Future Proof. Hi, Duncan. Today, Sandra and I are going to be talking about the role of attention and attention measurement in communications effectiveness. But before we get into that, I guess we should learn a little bit about our guests. So, Sandra, do you want to just tell us, I guess, primarily about your journey and how you've arrived in this, uh, what sounds like a really interesting role at Heineken? Let me start that I was trained as a psychologist and I was also trained in communication science. So that's where, where it all started. And I've been working in communication and brands uh, insights throughout my career. I think about 17 years ago, I started at a very small startup research agency, very focused on digital. That was actually recently bought by Kantar. Then moved on to a bigger agency, GFK, to act as a consultant for clients to help optimize their cross-media campaigns and also help them understand the role of digital media, because obviously that was a very hot topic that was upcoming then. And then jumped to client side to be more close to, let's say, the actual decision-making. First at Unilever, where I was leading media insights for for Europe and Africa. And after a few years, I moved over to Heineken, where I'm now globally responsible for brand and communication insights in the global team. This means I focus on translating brand and communication insights and learning into knowledge and guidance for the business. So working closely with brand teams to, let's say, implement all the learnings that we have, as well as as the teams that are focusing on the actual media execution to implement learning around those topics. Very, very cool. And what kind of guidance are those teams looking for, particularly at the moment? Is there any sort of real hot topics or challenges that your stakeholders are asking for more help for from the insights team? Well, a hot topic right now is obviously, and, and it's always been, but it's even more important right now, is is, is around how do we leverage our touch points to, to, uh, to build brands? And again, that's always been important, but I, I, I get a lot of questions around that because uh, it, it, it has become in, in the current challenging times even more important that we build our brands and that we make the most of our investments. That is a, is a whole topic. So how do we maximize the impact that we have with our communication or even in the broader sense, our touch points on, let's say, the, the associations people have with our brands? 
which makes uh, a lot of sense as a as our primary goal because if you build a brand in the yeah with your campaigns and obviously the long term profitability tends to follow there's lots of evidence about that okay well i think that's a nice thing to bear in mind then as we go into our sort of core topic for the day so let's talk first about attention and then we'll get on to the more research uh, geeky stuff and of attention measurement in the second half of the conversation but i guess just to set the scene how, how would you define attention well very simply put attention is about people noticing something so they they pay attention to something so they notice something but if you put it in the context because we're talking i guess uh yeah we're talking about brands today so in the context of brands it is about if a consumer takes notice or can take notice of a brand in in the various touch points uh, it manifests itself in so i think it's important to mention both does the consumer notice the brand but also can it does it have the opportunity to notice uh, notice the brand and obviously that that will link to, uh, the, to the upcoming discussion so it's it's about the ability to attract attention to brands through various touch points with with our distinctive uh, brand assets um, and I think both creative and media player play an important uh, Important role in this. So it's clearly connecting consumers who are who, who we, we want their attention with, with brands who need their attention to deliver some kind of impression or leave some kind of meaningful uh, uh, mark. <laughs> yeah, and that's an important point because because I think often we can get super carried away about the attention per se, but it's indeed attention for our brands. And in, in the context of communication and in the context of advertising, it is very important that we have attention for our brands, not necessarily attention for an ad by itself, but in order to deliver a certain associations for our brands. And, and you've, you've touched on it briefly there, but just, um, I guess it, it can be, has lots of applications. As soon as you start talking about attention, the, the danger is that it, it has so much application that it gets um, used nowhere. And But you've talked about both having a media role to play as well as one in terms of creative. Do you think it's a, more of a media issue, more of a creative issue, or is it pretty much equally both? Yeah, that, that's a good question. It, it is both important, right? But we've always had, had a lot of focus on maximizing the attention that we get for our advertising through building attention, grabbing creative. And that's an important fact. We need to get people to pay attention to our ad so that it has to be engaging to, to draw attention. However, we have been slightly less focused on the role the media context plays in attention because obviously in the past, we media context was more simple than it is now. But, uh, but also we've just paid uh, less attention to it. And, and I guess with, let's say, first the increase of, of focus on viewability, that has taught us already that there is quite a variety of attention across different platforms. And in this case, we're talking about digital, uh, digital platforms. And, and also with, with the new, let's say, the new measurement on actual attention, we've seen this more exacerbated. I think it is very important to take into account what I think Karen Nelson feels from the Amplified Intelligence calls attention elasticity. I like that concept because it talks about that there is by channel and by, uh, by placement and format, there is an inherent uh, minimum and maximum attention you can get for your advertising creative. And that is more, more or less limits or let's say increases the, also your impact that you can get in a certain placement. And I think that's very important to take into account. However, on the other hand, context and creative interact. So it is also important to take into account this uh, attention elasticity in how you create, how you build your creative. That's what we call internally developing fit for platform ads. So you will get never get a significant amount of people to watch a 30 second ad on the social newsfeed. So you need to build an ad that works in the in the context that you're 
going to use. So, so it, let's say it works uh, more or less both ways. So in a, in a, for instance, in the social news feed, you will need to build an ad that works in one second. In the same way as you shouldn't put a cinema ad on TV and you shouldn't put a TV ad on the on the, on the digital platform. So we need to develop the creative that is fit for the attention elasticity that is inherent in a certain placement or platform. And I think that's an important concept. And if you put it this way, you would actually consider the media context first before you think about how you maximize the attention of your creative. So again, you need to maximize the creative within the confines of the platform or format or placement you're using. Absolutely. Understand the range of possibility from, if if you can only achieve 10 seconds in a particular environment, then still better to have 10 seconds than to have two. But if you have a long, complex message you need to land, then you may need to look at other contexts that allow you up to 30 seconds attention. I think there's that interplay is, 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 is the key thing to understand, I guess. And this is seems to be a particularly hot topic right now. Is it driven by this interest in the rise in digital media? Is it, is it therefore mainly a digital media question? Or do you see the topic of attention having applicability across um, other more traditional media, call them TV or, or other uh, out-of-home environments as well? I would consider this as a multimedia issue, as across media, across digital, traditional, if you can still talk about that, because obviously traditional media are rapidly digitizing as well, but um, it is a multimedia issue. So there is only so much attention a consumer has for commercial messages. All, all media in essence compete for the for this attention. Um, however, we have also learned over the years that consumers have less tolerance for and uh, shorter attention spans on digital platforms for, for advertising. So... While it is a multimedia issue, I think it is uh, it is even stronger on digital platforms. It is more important on digital platforms. So it is harder to get and win the attention of consumers on digital platforms. So it is, it is a bit of both, but I would definitely consider it a multimedia issue. We tried to get a bit more of a steer on um, across the global marketing landscape, what people think in terms of attention's importance at the moment. So we, start, we asked in our recent media action survey, um, how important they thought attention was in terms of in, the influence it would have on these different things. So you're saying it's both a creative and a media issue, clearly. Maybe media first, creative second. We asked them whether they thought intention influenced creative and media effectiveness. And the majority, well over 60%, said it impacts both creative effectiveness and media effectiveness. So I think the majority of the global marketeers are kind of with you on that. The next question becomes how it's starting to influence decisions, though. And the minority of global marketeers are actually using attention metrics to either optimize their creative or to impact their media plans and their media buys. So it seems like it's, uh, yes, it's important, but not sure if we should be using it yet or, or still people are getting going in terms of how they should use attention. Does that make sense to you? Is, is that where Heineken is at on the journey as well? Yeah, I think it's important to then distinguish between explicitly using attention as a factor versus it implicitly being part of the other considerations that you have because of, again, things like receptivity, appropriateness for, of, of a channel for a certain objective also indirectly relates to the attention you get. And attention, again, is a proxy for hopefully the impact you can get. So they all relate to each other. It's just not that we have explicitly focused on this attention part. I think as an industry, and uh, that's why it's, it's become so hot because there was a little bit of a missing link uh, between the impressions you buy and the impact you you get. So I think that's the reason why it hasn't 
yet trickled down into to actual execution. And that's the same for, for Heineken. We are still exploring how to use the new attention metrics and the new attention measurement uh, solutions out there in our planning. And again, that can range from using the insights that, that are very rich that are coming out in terms of choosing the right channels uh, for the attention level you need. And on the other hand, you can take it as far as actually making it a currency. And I think in, we are, we're now investigating what level I think is most useful for, for us. And that's why we are exploring it and piloting it, but we haven't yet fully implemented it. But it is something that we're working on now over the next uh, couple of months, definitely. So that might change in the in next year. Yeah, no. So, so the overall role of attention does seem likely to to increase or the importance of, of it. And you also then touched on other factors that you need to consider alongside attention. So one you just mentioned was receptivity. And I've got a stat for that as well. So again, in that same media reaction study, we asked about the overall hierarchy of importance on media budget allocation of many things, um, attention included. And so there are a decent number of people now, 38% of global marketeers claiming that attention is starting to influence their allocations, but it's still quite a long way behind receptivity that you mentioned is that's 58% of marketers in our list say that's a, a big factor in their budget decisions. And the appropriateness of the channel is still right at the top there, um, up at 60%. So does that hierarchy feel right for you, given where attention measurement is at the moment? Or do you expect that 38% to grow quite fast? I think... The fact that it's a hot topic right now is obviously we as marketers tend to to be very eager to uh, to, to focus on on the the latest hot topic in the, in the industry, and I think that, so. In that sense, it will definitely increase. Again, as as I also said before, I think there's there's an interplay between attention and the and the other metrics you like receptivity and appropriateness. So implicitly, attention influences those uh, those as well, or the potential attention you can get on certain platforms and media influences those. So for me, it still feels uh, right. And I don't think they're mutually exclusive, to be honest. So so yeah, it, it does feel more or less right. I, think, I, I do think there is still uh, room for improvement on, on actually factoring explicit intention into, into, our, into our buying. Because again, we are now still, if, if I talk specifically about digital media, we're still in the industry, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot of media buying happens through uh, CPM, so cost per, cost per thousand reach. And we know that we've learned through view, viewability, but also through attention that, that, that one, yeah, not all reach or impressions are created equal. So, so on, on, on the new, on the social newsfeed platform, one impression is completely different, might get, uh, one second of attention while on, a, on an online video platform, one impression might get five or 10 or, or 15 seconds uh, attention on average. So I think you can't, really compare those two uh, together. So I, in that sense, I think we need to more explicitly um, uh, include attention in, in the way we uh, we plan media. Okay. Well, so it does feel like it's on a on a roll. I guess any new potential drug comes usually comes with health warnings. So are there any potential downsides or, or um, things we should be watching out for with attention so we don't get too carried away, things we should be a bit cautious about? Yeah, as with all things, it's not as simple as only focusing on one thing. And that's always the danger with uh, with these new, let's say, hypes. So it is in, indeed a very important factor. However, it's not the only thing to, to look at. And again, uh, as an F FMCG company, but, but many companies in the industry have been very focused on maximizing reach through the laws of Byron Sharp uh, to drive the success of our brands. And I guess now the realization has come that, okay, not all reach is created equal. So I think that is a very important factor that we 
need to take into account. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't still maximize reach, but we need to figure out we need to maximize reach with a certain level of attention that we need for a certain objective. That's at least my opinion based on the on, on what I've seen in terms of evidence and, and, and proof uh, out there. So we shouldn't get too carried away by only thinking of attention. We need to think, and internally we, we think of it as you need to think about reach, cost and quality, which is very easy. So, and quality is more around the attention you can get to a certain channel or the potential of the channel to drive a certain impact. Variable, obviously the cost is super important. If you get lower attention, but it is also much cheaper, it might still be worth it. And obviously we are still around yeah, advertising and selling uh, mass, mass products. So we need to reach as many people as possible. We, we need to also be mindful of that, that they have at least a minimum ability or a potential to, to, to have attention for our, our, our brands because they're not... Um, they're shown in a, in a place that people have a, s- a certain level of attention. Okay, let's switch now to the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Research half of the conversation. Let's talk about assuming that attention is something that can impact media decisions, can impact creative effectiveness measurement. The question becomes how exactly should you measure it? And I think it's fair to say that a lot of the initial noise conversation around attention measurement has been focused on visual attention. Obviously, you can pay attention with your ears and and measure that in in multiple ways as well. But so that has led to most of the focus being about eye tracking. There's obviously other ways to do it as well. You can obviously use metrics like facial coding and behavioral attention. They can be helpful too. Do you have a particular favorite kind of attention measurement flavor no i don't yet not yet at least but um i I think it's important to use the right metric for the right objective right so you you can think about i want to optimize my creative for attention and you 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 even just use like traditional pre-testing questions and augmented with uh, facial coding or whatever you can think about optimizing the, the potential for my ad to be seen you use feasibility so and, and other metrics like more let's say computer metrics or you really want to double down on on, on the fact that people uh, actually look at your ad and that is then you use uh, eye track i do believe that all have their pros and cons. And I think eye tracking is a very nice, yeah, the recent innovation in eye tracking that have made it more widely available. And that I think is also one of the reasons why attention has become such a hot topic because we have more insight because it has become more accessible and more and less invasive to consumers. So more reliable, I guess. It has given us a lot of insights uh, that we didn't have before. So I think that is, that's why I do like the insights and, and, and the type of measurement, so the, the, the eye tracking. However, it doesn't mean that it's the only thing we should use. And I think also eye tracking has, has limitations because it doesn't obviously take into account sound, etc. So 
yeah, each me measurement has their drawbacks or yeah, let's say pros and cons. So no, I wouldn't say a favorite. I, I would say, yeah, there are different me measurement tools that are appropriate for, for different objectives that you have, I would say. Okay. So there seems to be fairly good evidence that different kinds of attention measurement can be appropriate. I guess, of course, no research vendor is truly independent in this debate. Um, Kantar's got some vested interests. We've tried to use those vested interests, though, to pull together some helpful evidence. And what we've tended to see so far is that um, eye tracking certainly is linked through to brand impact. We've also um, found out that our facial coding measure of expressiveness, what we like to think of as active attention, that's also really closely linked through to brand impact and to sales impact as well. And um, that's tended to work better for us than basic attention measures in terms of pulling apart creative diagnosis. The other thing we've worked on is a relationship between behavioral attention, what a computer sees, through to brand impact. And that relationship is there. It may not be perfect. It may not be, um, as, as Karen Nelson-Field has pointed out, not as good as measuring whether a human is actually looking at the ad, but we've found it quite useful as well. So the, the, there's this big body of evidence building and also the folk like Attention Council and ARF are pulling together lots of learning as well. So given all of that evidence, are you now convinced that attention matters or have you got lots of open questions left that you think need to be answered? No, it, I, I'm very convinced attention matters. It sh should be a bit worrying if I were not, but um, because obviously it is, 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 it is the first hurdle you need to take when, when, you, when you advertise, you need to draw uh, attention uh, to your advertising. And I'm very convinced by all the evidence across all the sources that you mentioned, because there is a lot of evidence showing that this actually matters and that we need to focus on it. What I'm not yet clear on is then how do we use it? So do we, there are different levels of using it, using the insights uh, in terms of attention for different platforms, formats or placements. Yeah, let's say to fine tune your planning or to to focus uh, on the channels that deliver the most attention or, or the attention you need for your objectives? Or do you actually go as far as, as using attention as a currency and, and maximizing your campaigns based on attention? And I'm not convinced about the latter yet. I, I do feel we need to use all the insights that we have in, on attention specifically to the context to optimize the context for, for our objectives. I keep saying our objective because what I do believe is that we need different levels of attention for different objectives. I think that's a very important point. Uh, we shouldn't just maximize attention in all cases, no matter what. Yeah, and I guess hopefully projects like the ARF Attention Validation Project, I mean, their stated aim is to help move attention from the lab into field applications. Hopefully some of the new learnings that will come from that will inform that. I think as we all get more comfortable with how attention measurement sits alongside or is integrated into existing measurement processes as well, that will also help. One of the, the other questions that I think this is um, pushing forward or forcing a lot of people to confront is the debate about whether you need to measure attention or whether you can predict it in some way using either algorithms or some form of artificial intelligence. Now at Kantar, we do both. We measure attention in several ways, as I've talked about, but we also have a predictive attention measure in our Link AI for digital product. So we can predict how much attention we think a particular ad is likely to achieve. At this point, do you have a strong opinion about which is the best approach? Are you quite open to AI approaches or do you think measurement is, is closer to, to the, the truth? Do you, do you have a preference? We've come a long way by using estimates or predictions of attention, right? Before we had the eye tracking widely available, uh, that, that's readily available right now. We, we've come a long way. And I think looking at the outcomes of of what we used to have in terms of viewability or whatever. Yeah, other more indirect measurements like uh, how how much of the screen space is, is an ad taking up for how long. That does 
tell you something about the potential of an ad to have attention, right? If, if, if the ad is only shown for one second or it, it will never get three seconds of attention, right? So, so I think we've already come a long way and understood a lot about the potential for attention by looking at more indirect measures. And now we've, we, we, we do learn a bit more by looking at actual, what do people look at? So actual eye tracking. So, but I wouldn't discount, let's say the, the, the previous. So I will not say no matter what, we always need to measure. What I do also believe in is that we, we shouldn't always, perhaps in, in every campaign, always aim to measure this, this new form of attention or the new way of measuring attention. I think where the, the most value for me lies is that we establish, let's say, these attention elasticities for all the specific placements and formats and media that are out there. For us as an advertiser, we tend to focus on a lot of our spend goes to, let's say, bigger platforms in, in, in specifically digital, but also obviously a lot of spend goes to TV. And if we establish by actually measuring attention, uh, the, the attention elasticities of different media, and we use that in our planning, I think we, sh- we, we don't have to always measure it. Uh, but but as long as we we establish the uh, the attention elasticities based on actual measurement and then use that insight in our planning and and that's also a sort of form of translating it or pred- using it as a, as a predictor for attention. I think there there's a lot of value in that without having to always measure it in every case. Okay, so given this is the future proof podcast, let's just wrap up by thinking about where all, all of this is going next. Um, within Heineken, are you planning to integrate attention into more of your planning processes then, or h- how do you? see the the attention measurement um, industry developing and what what are you most excited about in in the overall space um so we are currently reviewing all the evidence and obviously we're working with one of our big let's say our most big agents media agency that we work with is dense who is who's very much uh, involved in 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 all the discussions but also the let's say the evidence building around attention so we are with them reviewing the value of these metrics and how we use the insights as well as the metrics that are that are arising so we are not yes we're planning to use the outcomes of this but how we use it um is still to be determined are we going to only use the insights to optimize our channel selection or are we really going to move towards uh, using attention as a currency that is still to be determined and we need to really look at pilots for that and, and pilot different approaches and uh, to, to learn more about that but it is high on, on the agenda and we are uh, we are looking into it we haven't uh, we haven't made a made a decision uh, decision yet and in terms of your question how how will it move how will the industry or or let's say how will attention measurement uh, evolve and i think that's a very important question i think so the current attention measurement and, and discussions they focus on let's say the value of attention maximizing attention is always good uh, and maximizing attention of separate channels i would love to better understand how you maximize attention in a in a let's say multimedia or um, let's say integrated communications plan context so and and the reason why is that over the years, we've learned that obviously media work together to create the, the biggest effect. And you, if you look at the single attention of certain media types, you might conclude, okay, this this media placement delivers very low attention, so I will skip it. But it, we've learned that low attention platforms still have a role to play, both in terms of, let's say, uh, more, let's say a reminder function, an efficient way 
to remind people of your brand, that your brand is still out there or to trigger a purchase among people that are in market, but also as a very efficient way of reinforcing the memory structures you've built in perhaps more high attention media. So I think that nuance needs to also filter down into this discussion because I, I believe that it's not always about maximizing attention in each platform at all costs because media work together, but also you might need this, let's say, a sufficient level of attention is enough. And, and then you don't need to go beyond that. And that might be much more efficient than than uh, paying a premium to uh, to maximize the amount of attention and the number of seconds that people look at your uh, look at your ad. So I, I think that nuance needs to, uh, as we progress and learn more, um, needs to uh, come into uh, th this discussion as well. And again, we've already learned a lot on this from other sources, from viewability, but also from the actual impact research studies that we've done and meta-analyzed uh, to understand how media work together. And there's obviously a synergy in, uh, between different media and different media have a different role to play and i guess and i know that different objectives need different levels of attention or can suffice with different levels of attention that nuance i think uh, needs to come in when we uh, progress this uh, this research and the, and, and the discussion well, i think it's going to be an interesting evolution into 2023 for sure and you've touched on cost there obviously inflationary pressures are putting all kinds of pressure on media budgets at the moment so people will only have a certain amount of money to invest some of those low attention environments, we've seen some of those generally doing quite well in some of our cross-media studies um, because they're, they may be a short window of opportunity, but if used well, that can be a very cost-effective way to build brands. So I think the attention information that we're going to, is going to inform this debate about media effectiveness for sure and make us all smarter. I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves. And, uh, but for today, thank you ever so much for your time. I think that's given us a really nice insight into how Heineken is using and plans to use attention to uh, improve comms effectiveness. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Side Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode.